Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good night, all the above. Welcome to the Pinstripe Ballet Podcast. Uh, Pasop is here with you, and um, Shaw, you were you were gone for a bit, were you? I was, but you also said good night. Does that mean I could go to bed now? Yes, it does. All right, good Pasopping, guys. Yeah, we're out. <laughs> Have a good night. Sleep well. See you in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So I uh, I went to Austin, Texas. We talked about that. We talked about the meat. So let's not discuss uh, that again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is there was a previous Basop where you asked, like, didn't we already thank Provenzano? And I didn't remember. And then I actually, after we finished, I did remember that we did thank him. Yeah. <laughs> so no more. We're not good at remembering our Basops. <laughs> no. I don't remember anything, really. But So there'll be no more praising of uh, Matt Provenzano <laughs> on, this, on this podcast. I can't guarantee we won't talk about juicy meat anymore, though, because let's be honest, that's just fun to talk about. Oh, I mean, for my um, um, to uh, my one year anniversary, I went and had some juicy Lucy's at Matt's at Matt's uh, bar diner, and it, that's juicy, meaty, and cheesy, and delicious. Nice. Yeah, I was very happy. I was very satisfied with that. But all right, let's let's get to the meat of the heart. The meat yeah. of the heart? What the hell am I talking about? The meat of the about? heart. It was almost good until you'd said that. <laughs> that might be the podcast name, Meat of the, <laughs> the Heart. The Meat of the Heart. <laughs> yep. All right. I mean, we'll see if another contender emerges. We'll see. But, again, we like to get the bat out of the way first on the PASOP, so uh, let's just... That is something we do. Yeah, let's, let's talk about Gary Sanchez. He's not good right now. No. It's, it's quite bad, actually. Yeah. I think uh, Tyler wrote the other day about his uh, line drive out to Todd Frazier like the, in the Mets game and how that might have been like the hardest like contact he's made in a while, and that was just like really depressing. Oof. Yeah. It's just... But also, if he's like back to making hard contact, like make, if, if that was the case, like maybe it wasn't the right time to like sit him for a few games. Who knows? But uh, let's see. no, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of okay with them sitting Gary because. From what it, from what I've been reading, like on you know different different uh, link dumps and athletics and everything like that, it seems like the problem might be he could be injured. Like, and he said he said before like he's not using that as an excuse and you know nor should he. But you know maybe sitting him could help him like heal a bit. I don't know. I'm out of. I'm if out, he's I'm injured, I'm just gonna be mad. Like, well, if he's hurt, like maybe like actually put him on the disabled list that's what he's there for yeah i'm 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 with you it's like if he's sore enough where you know he's poorly you know he's hitting poorly and he's not hitting with the meat of his heart you know we can (laughs) you can put him on the 10-day dl it's it's what it's there for especially considering and as much as i hate to say this austin romine looks like a baseball player these days baseball player austin romine looks like mike mike trout these days i'm not going that far i can't (laughs) I can't do it. I, I the just, meat of my heart won't let me. I just wanted to hear, to feel your your reaction to that one because I don't know if you saw like the two home runs Mike Mike Trout hit in um, Tuesday's game against the Mariners. I think they lost. The Angels still lost, but he he like reached down and got one, and somehow it went out. And it's like my God, Austin Roman cannot do that. No, but he. <laughs> But just Romine, making sure we're clear on this. Yes, we are clear on that. But Austin Romine's just hitting like he's nonstop, and he's yeah. not only is he hitting, but he's probably 
you know, dare I say it, their best clutch hitter right now. Like, if you're men on base, there's probably no one you want up more than Austin right. Romine. More importantly, right I got to stop this right now. <laughs> so, so no, 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 no. There's actually something I want to discuss. Oh, so, okay. I have the, the Yankees game on. It's about to start on mute, and I see the Nationals live lineup, and their catcher's name is Spencer Kiboom. I didn't know he was a real person until right now, and I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> Kiboom! <laughs> Romine for Kaboom. Who says no? Uh, yeah. You know what, Romine? Go do your stuff on the Nationals. I just want Kaboom. <laughs> it might be a little, like, heavy on the Yankee side, so we could take Scherzer and Harper back, too. That's fair. Yeah. That, that's uh, that's only reasonable. <laughs> I love but anyway, it. back to Romine. Like, yeah, if Gary's actually hurt and Romine's actually playing well, like, instead of, like, you know, sucking butts... This is the time to take advantage of that because I'm still a doubter and I don't believe that Austin Romine is actually a good baseball player now, but if he's having like a hot streak, might as well use it to your advantage when you can. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, 100%, I don't think anyone, I mean, there are probably a few people that thinks that Austin Romine is the future catcher on the Yankees. It's obviously Gary Sanchez, but if, like you said, if Gary's hurt, then throw him on the DL and ride the Romine hot streak. Yeah. I, especially now, I, I, because you figure the trade deadline's coming up. The Yankees are clearly going to need pitching, which we'll discuss later. So Austin Romine, at this point, is setting, him up for, setting them up for a pretty nice trade piece. Not that I think they would trade him, because one, um, we'll see how tonight goes. Again, Sonny Gray is pitching. We're recording on Wednesday. So... Romine and Gray have, you know, the past two games had a decent repertoire going. Again, like, they've also had terrible games, so it's more on Gray than right. it is on Romine. But if Gray has turned that corner, you know, do you want to disrupt that by trading Romine? Honestly, for a better pitcher, I, of course, say yes, but I don't know if the Yankees would. Yeah, I'm, def I'm still just of the principle that, like, you got to learn how to pitch to whoever's catching, and... As few, especially if you want to stay on this team, you have to learn how to pitch to Gary Sanchez. Everyone else can do it. You should be able to do it. Stop your shit. But there also lies in the other issue is like if Gary is hurt, um, no, right, might now might not be the best time to get rid of Romine with Romine being hot, and I don't know how well Kyle uh, Higashioka is doing down in the minors right now. So having, you know, having Romine on the team with how well he's hitting is. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. You, you know, it'd be hard to find a legitimate reason to get rid of him unless you're getting a much better pitcher back. Yeah, and uh, to answer your question, Kyle Higashioka is hitting a solid 190 with an OPS of 564. Call him up. In... Call him up. Call him up. Clearly, he's just bored by AAA and needs the challenge, right? Sure. Even though, you know, sure. he was only good that one time. Oh, that's cool. A ground rule double to start the game. Yes, honey gray. Woo. Uh -oh. I don't think it's I don't think it's much Romine as much as it is like Yankee Stadium. Because he has like a seven point something ERA at Yankee Stadium, but like a two point like three ERA on the road. You know, honestly, this in, even during yesterday's game and I was live tweeting it, I I always had this strange notion that they were in, you know, DC, like they were playing at Nationals Park, not at Yankee Stadium. So I don't know why I have this notion that the Yankees are batting first. But anyway, yeah, not a good start. <laughs> no. 
But we'll see, I but, guess. Uh-huh. But no, yeah, Sanchez, <laughs> I just really want him to be better, harness that August Gary power that we know and love, and get better, get well. Yeah, and, you know, worst-case scenario, the Yankees did draft, like, 15 catchers, so call one of them up. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's talk about the draft. That was, Call that up was bro! <laughs> That's, you like my segue there, right? <laughs> honestly... That was the greatest. That was the greatest draft thing I've ever seen. I'm yeah. I'm a hundred percent convinced that because he was available, the Yankees one hundred percent selected Josh Bro just because Swisher was the representative and he could say Josh Bro. Oh, that's without a doubt in my mind. That's exactly what happened. Why else would you do it? <laughs> I said, why else would you do it? No, really, yeah. I mean, if you have Nick Swisher there, he's gonna say Bro regardless. Yeah. So, like, they, he might have just gone up there and be like, bro, the Yankees select, and then would have said somebody else's name, but, like, dude, you already said bro, you got him. So they might as well just have picked bro and been happy with it. Bro'd up. Bro'd up. Oh, but... Speaking of bro, though, he did agree to sign with the Yankees today for a $1.4 million deal. Almost $1.5 I think you so, know what I'm about to say. Bro? Way to go, bro. Way to go, bro. <laughs> I mean, hey, I had one right word right. Twenty five percent. I mean, come I'm on. Batting two fifty. One, I love the I love the name itself just because the puns just you know they they write themselves and th- that's I mean you know me I'm not too big on the baseball draft because I don't know how any of these people or these players are going to be you know three or four or five years from now so I have no idea how it's going to go. So I pretty much based my, you know, draft picks on how funny their name is and how how yeah, good of a name they have. That's me too. Like I'm still a little upset, but also kind of happy that the Yankees didn't draft Owen Sharts cuz there was a dude named Sharts available. Yes. Uh there was one player the tr- the Twins drafted. Uh Mai even sent me a text about it because she was so excited by his name. I, I think it was something, uh, Funderburk. Oh God! And I was like, I, all I remember is it was it was even funnier because I saw I read the name and then I saw there was like that's a Swedish chef recipe. In fact, his name is funnier <laughs> if you say it in a Swedish chef voice. It's like Carl can, Funderburk. Can you... <laughs> Thank you. You're you knew where I was going with this, so oh, yes. I'm glad you just did it on your own. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you're gonna ask me to do it? Of course, I'll I'll easily talk about, you know, the Swedish chef on this show. <laughs> I'll board, board, board it up. Good for you. But but speaking of the draft, um, so the Yankees have now signed, at least from the ones I've noticed or paid attention to, their first, second, and third round picks have all signed. Uh, Anthony Siegler, we talked about Josh Bro, and then Ryder Green, who's like a high school outfielder. Supposedly he had like first round talent, but people were – like, you know, concerned about his signability, but they signed him for a deal that was like $400,000 over slot, so he, he that was, helps. He was waiting for the Yankees to pick him. It's like, no, I'm going to yeah. sign with anyone. It's going to be the team with Aaron Judge. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's definitely what happened. Yeah. But, well, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's good. They get who they want. Yeah. But, like, to your point, I have no idea what any of this means except their names – that's all I care about. So right now, I'm supporting bro. Yes. Good job, bro. But I will say, I am intrigued by Anthony Siegler, who is a switch-hitting, switch 
throwing, switch pitching catcher who can also play the outfield and the infield. He literally does everything. He's that Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, he's baseball Bugs made, you know, into perfect prospect. He's he's Bugs Bunny. Yes. That's his new nickname. That works for me. I did see how he was dressed, and I, I liked his swagger and his style. Yes. I did hate that the first thing, like, he did was, like, get a haircut, and Clint Frazier, Clint Frazier was like, hey, I know a good barber, and it just, I hate the Yankees. Yeah, that stupid Steinbrenner policy, I would like it for that one away. Ooh, yeah. in, in play, no out. That's not good. Ooh, yeah, that um, wasn't nice. That wasn't fun by Didi. Um, game day. Was that an error? It. Sh- I think it should be called an error. It was like a, a hopper to short that Didi just kind of missed. Ooh. Yeah, ground ball. Oh, yeah, I forgot the... Oh! Oh? Uh, apparently yesterday, <laughs> they're showing a highlight, for, or not a highlight, a low light from yesterday where... Apparently the Yankees decided to just beat up on Bryce Harper, but there was one ball that went off of Harper's elbow and straight into Romine's dick. Oh, <laughs> so like fuck, that hurts. Everyone gets also you're gonna have to do a lot of Mitre horns in oh, that like oh, last crap. second. But <laughs> Harper's up and he got hit twice yesterday. He he might want revenge against the Yankees and baseballs in general. So. I'm Don't bit, worry, it's Sonny Gray versus Bryce Harper at Yankee Stadium with two on and nobody out. What could possibly go wrong? Good times. Good times. And this is where the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme plays. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> all right, so draft talk. we have anything else to discuss about the draft? I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm yeah, happy I'm... that one, uh, one jerk store... Uh, Heimlich, I'm happy no one drafted him. So yeah, good. Let's just, I don't even want. Yeah, yeah. Let's just leave it there. Yeah, let's just be happy he's not signed, and move on to uh the oh we've got more bad news. That's right. Um, yeah. We we technically skipped over the we went from the draft or from the Sanchez to the draft, but um the Yankees lost Tanaka for a month at least. Today's today's pasap is a roller coaster up and oh up and down up and down, but yeah. So Tanaka's hurt because of the dumb National League and how stupid it is, and I hate it, and it's dumb. I hate Interleague so much. I, 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 I don't that. hate Interleague. It, Interleague just shouldn't matter because the National League is dumb. No, for me, it's like if you're – I hate Interleague for the sole reason that both leagues have different rules. And both right. leagues having different rules is stupid because no other sport has that. And if you're going to continue this stupid interleague farce, then you need to have a universal set of rules. I prefer the DH, obviously, because of exactly what happened. I just don't understand. Like, the people who claim, like, strategy and tradition and all this crap, like, what the hell strategy is it about seeing a guy who's just bad at hitting hit? Bunt. They like bunts. Oh, yeah, bunts. They like big bunts and they cannot lie. Bunts and bunts and bunts and bunts and bunts and bunts. But I don't get it. Like, I, you know, even with Otani, like, he's different because he's trained to hit. Like, that's the problem with, you know, I, that's the real problem I find with pitchers hitting. Like, even if you wanted to do that, train them from that, from, you know, the ground up. But they don't, I don't as far as I know, like, the, you know, the minors, they don't, they don't have pitchers batting. Why would they? 
the National League is the only league that does. Like, they don't do it in the minors throughout baseball. They don't, like, in throughout, like, the uh, U.S., yeah. whatever. They don't do it in Japan. They don't do it in Korea. They don't do it in anywhere except the National freaking League. Yep. Exactly. It's like, you need to stop that, If especially if you're going to have pitchers, you know, if you're going to have interleague. If there's, if there's universal DH, then interleague does not matter to me. But until the rules are the same, then it's stupid. And it always has been stupid. It's funny because like if any other player was hitting hitting like 100, everyone would call for them to be cut and benched or you know not be playing. But like if a pitcher hits 100, like oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever! Like shut up. Yeah, shut up. Exactly. Shut up. <laughs> if you believe the National League rules are good, just shut up. <laughs> Getting harsh on this facade. <laughs> I'm angry. I know. I'm this is angry what happens when I pass out before eating dinner. I know. What are you having for dinner? I don't know. I should figure that out. Yeah. That's a later conscious problem. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm making after this. We do this basap. I'm making this uh, creamy C- Cajun chicken pasta dish. That's ooh. Yeah, I can always send you. That the sounds recipe. delicious. Yeah, I can send you the recipe. It's it's like ridiculous. Or you could just send me like a bowl. I could do that too. It might be cold <laughs> when you get it, but I have a microwave. That's true. But, but the, speaking of pasta, just because it's funny, um, because of Tanaka's injury, the Yankees are calling up uh, Jonathan Loisiga. I believe his name is properly pronounced. But everyone's calling no, him. No, it's J- it's actually Johnny Lasagna. That works too. <laughs> lasagna. Lasagna. Did you know something? Like I'm not really a big lasagna fan. I mean, I will eat it, and I do like it. You know, if it's put in front of me, but like make, you know, making it seems like the most way more effort than it should. It takes require. so much effort to make lasagna when you can just make a thing of baked ziti and it's and it's the same it's thing, the same exact thing. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, like if I, I, I like exactly what you said. Like I enjoy lasagna, but I could probably also go the rest of my life without ever having it, and I'd be fine. It's not something I would particularly miss. Yeah, or but I, I would definitely never go out of my way to make it. I'd never make it. I was like, why would I do that? Like, it's a pain. It just seems silly. But, so, I mean, the good thing is, like, he's been, he, like, destroyed, like, single-A pitching, and he was doing okay in Trenton before they just called him up. I mean, he's skipping triple-A entirely for... Yeah, so, I mean, I think the the biggest thing about him was it was weird in November whenever the Rule 5 draft happens, but the, the Yankees actually added Lasagna to the 40-man roster, which I think more than a few people found a little shocking. I did because I didn't know who he was. <laughs> but people who didn't know who he was were a little, like, thrown aback by it. But uh, Okay, I'm just going to hey. say it right now. My favorite thing, because, you know, I get Twitter updates, was, like, I think it was, like, 10 minutes after the Yankees uh called up Lois Sega. Uh Jason had an article. <laughs> it's like the Yankees would be crazy to call up Jonathan oh, yeah. Lois <laughs> And I literally quote tweeted the article like, well then <laughs> that was just ah uh, the joys of timed tweets. And you should have just quote tweeted and then what happened? <laughs> that would have been good too. But I thought that was I'm excited though. I mean Yeah, I mean I, I I could see why like you know he he believes that it'd be weird or crazy to call him up. I personally am one that like you know I'll trust in the scouts and the front office to if they think he's ready to at least make us start. 
why not give him the chance, especially considering the options outside of him weren't really that great either. Luis Sessa is coming oh back from injury, but oh he's also God. Luis Sessa. I just see in play runs, and I see the number five pitch literally right down the middle of the plate. Oh, it's only a sack fly. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yes. <laughs> I was, because it's right down the middle of the plate. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. And an 84-hour slider. It's like, that just, everything about the game day of that sounded bad. <laughs> but Yeah. Sonny Gray is also at 27 pitches in the first, so um, As, um, it's probably good that former... gave us uh, five and 5.2 innings yesterday. Right. As our former leader and now overall ruler, Double Khaleesi, Tanya Bondurant, just said in the Slack, he's the pitching equivalent of going to the dentist. Even if it all goes okay, you don't feel good when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. That's a great analogy. Man, if she was still running the Twitter account, that would be like a perfect tweet. I just, I told her, I was like, I just quoted you on the podcast. <laughs> I, I tell her, I was like, I would quote tweet that if I was, if I, we weren't p- sopping right now, I would quote tweet that. But, uh, too much <laughs> But no, I mean, I'm, I look at it this way with uh, Loisiga. The Yankee strategy of playing the kids has pretty much worked pretty well this this season so why not keep it up until you know you can either trade for someone better or you know hey yeah and right and again the whole thing is like there's really no other options beside him internally everyone else is sucks or is dead yeah i mean justice sheffield still needs some work chance adams is uh is bad yeah not even taking a chance he, he does not deserve a chance no he does not and yes. Luis Sessa, like I said, is working back from injury and is also Luis Sessa. I was about to say, like, Luis Sessa injured is pretty much means exactly to me is Luis Sessa healthy, useless. <laughs> and, like, his first start was at, like, low A, I think, and he just, like, had, like, five walks in, like, an inning and a third or something. That sounds good. It's definitely not what you want. I do miss Joe Girardi for those the times. Yeah. Ugh. You know who I'd I still like? Find, I still haven't gotten used to like the image of Aaron Boone in the dugout. I it's have. not like anything. It's not anything bad or anything like that. I just it was ten years of Girardi, so it's still like I still get like a little like, huh? oh yeah, right, that's a thing. I've discovered my new you know favorite thing to do with Aaron Boone in the link dumps is I'm just gonna start because I used you know I was like hey you no know, Yankee manager and former 2003 Game Seven ALCS legend hero i just called him like in the last link dump i think i called him like dragon slayer so i'm just gonna invent... I, you did yes so i'm just gonna invent like these super weird heroic terms of him going forward i, I support it all right aaron the dragon slayer boon <laughs> i was gonna it makes him sound so much cooler than he actually oh, yeah. is aaron majestic warlock or you know uh dark sorcerer you know everything <laughs> Just keep coming up with different iterations of that. It'll work. Exactly. You know who I would love pitching on the Yankees? Me? Well, obviously. But uh, Jacob deGrom, because, you know, the Mets just aren't utilizing him well. And by not utilizing him well, I mean they're failing him and his future. I don't know if Jacob deGrom has children, but they're failing them too. They're just messing it up. It's unbelievable. Watching like it's so believable, gems. though. It, okay, 
It is quite <laughs> believable, but he's throwing perfect game like gems. You know, games that any rational fan would look at and say like, "Oh my god, like he's a Cy- like he's a Cy Young contender this year." I mean, granted, and he's going to go like one in like nine. It's like, oh, it's painful. I mean, it's painful because I want him, not because I'm like rooting for the Mets here. Right. No, it's painful because as a baseball fan, you just feel bad for him. Yeah. Here, but here's, also, I want him. Yes. I like, mean, here's give me, a stat. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Said from uh, at Matt Ehalt is like. DeGrom has a 0.87 ERA in his last 10 starts, and the Mets are three outs away from being 2-8 and eight in this stretch. That's abominable. He, uh, from at Ben Yankee, he hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in the start since April 16. Six starts of zero or one earned run and six no decisions. I've never seen anything like this. I haven't either. <laughs> Although it kind of reminds me of watching, like, Kyle Gibson on the Twins, because Gibson has actually been pitching really well. But the twins just—he—he he has like Hiroki Kuroda, Jimmy Key disease, where they just don't score any runs for him. Like he—I so said, like, I, I said, I swear, Kyle Gibson is gonna have like the most no decisions on the year. And J- Jacob Degrom is like, you know, unless he gets traded, you know, he's probably in the mix for that too. And he absolutely should be traded because the Mets are—I think they said the Mets are about four. There are five or four or four and a half games away from the Marlins at the bottom of the NL East barrel. They are falling hard. Oh, that's oof. And there's no. Well, the problem is like he's. I think he's not even a free agent for like four years still, like three years still. So I could see why they'd keep him if they truly believe their dumpster fire of a roster is uh, good. But it's not, and it's not getting better. <laughs> And there's it's really, not. from what I've heard, like there's no prospect help coming either. Like they they had their shot, you know, from 2014, 15, 16 onward, and now they're they're clearly, you know, their window is pretty much closed. I mean, Matt Harvey's now on the Reds, so they've lost that. That's a thing I forgot. I know, but like I know Matts and Wheeler. I'm not sure how well they're doing, but like you know, Thor is injured, and Degrom is you know. Not only their best pitcher, but probably one of the best pitchers in the majors right now, and they're not going anywhere this year but down. And like you know, Cespedes is eternally injured. Jay Bruce is not even, from what I saw, Jay Bruce isn't even trying to be a good defender in the outfield anymore. Possibly hurt. <laughs> the Mets are—that's the thing. Like the Mets are actually playing people who are hurt. And it's like, well, we don't have anyone else right now. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Why are yeah. you so Mets? And but like for Degrom, they could get like a king's ransom too. Exactly. They, that's that's the frustrating part is because we both know like Degrom is not coming to the Yankees because the Mets won't trade with the Yankees, and the Yankees are like one of their most ideal trade partners because they have one of the best farms in the majors, and they could get a huge prospect haul for him. But yeah, and gonna... Jacob Degrom is like the type of pitcher, especially with like his pedigree, like you know his talent, but also like the fact that he has three years remaining. Like you definitely unload the farm for him, oh. like back up the truck. Hundred <laughs> percent, Clint Frazier, uh, Billy McKinney, um, uh, Justice Sheffield, Estevan Florial. I give them all to him. I give them all up for Degrom. I, I honestly, I even consider Andujar. I'm not even. I'm not even joking. Oh, like, and Duhar, I'd give up in a heartbeat. The only problem is I don't know if the conversation can start without Glaber. 
And uh, that's that's to. the tricky part. It has to. You know, it's because Glaber, they're not trading Glaber. You know, Andrew, but the thing is, with three years left, the, the Mets don't need to move him. I mean, they need to, but they also they know, don't need to. No, they need to move him because. But they don't need to do it this year. That's the thing. Like, if you really want him, you're. It's it's a tricky situation. Obviously, I'm. I think Glaber Torres is like the only, because uh, I think he's technically still a prospect. I don't know how that all works. Maybe he's not anymore, but he's really the only quote unquote person I can. Oh, not quote unquote person. Quote unquote prospect. Yeah. He's a person, people. That I would deem untouchable. But yeah, outside no, of that, honestly, do yeah. what you want. No, honestly, Glaber is the only one I think would be untouchable for Degrom. The rest, I give them up for him. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because you know, like, and like anybody, in, it doesn't matter how many of them. You you want all of them? Take them. Yeah, like <laughs> Brandon Brandon uh, Drury is actually you know starting to come alive in AAA. He doesn't belong there. The problem is Andujar is doing too well. I mean, it's not a problem. It's just a problem for him. But, you know, for the most part, there's no reason to bring Drury up, although they are trying him at first base. So uh, Tyler Austin could be on his way down. Sorry, I was just reading uh, Brett Gardner just stole second and advanced to third on a throwing error by Spencer Kaboom. Kaboom! (laughs) Good job. But, yeah, no, Miguel Andujar, like, yeah, it's great how well he's hitting, but you can't, like, lock him in to be – you can't lock everybody in to be your starter at a position for the next 10, 15 years. That's just not realistic, first of all. Second of all, if any of these, like, uh, quote-unquote baby bombers, like all these like, young pros kids who are coming up and, like, succeeding, if anybody seems like the most obvious candidate to fail, and that's not, I'm not saying he's going to fail, nor am I, you know, it's a knock on him, but he's probably the one that I least have faith in of everybody just because of what I read from scouting reports and everything, which obviously they know more than I do. Do they? Eh, maybe not. I, I think you know a lot, Shaw. Don't put yourself down like that. Well, thanks. It's why I'm on a podcast. I was about to say, this is a happy Pasop. <laughs> a, a comforting Pasop. A supportive Pasop. That's the word I was looking for. There you go. But And uh, Judge just tied it up with the sack fly, so it's 1-1 now. Good job. Good job. Yeah. That, that's the small ball people like to see. Small ball. <laughs> small ball is best ball. <laughs> bunts but um bunts bunts and bunts and bunts but no exactly like I, honestly for DeGrom I 100% give up pretty much everyone except Glaber yeah and, but, but either way the Yankees do need a pitcher yes uh, desperately <laughs> you know because probably two maybe two but at least one at least one and again DeGrom is the one I want the most and he's the one I know we're not getting so I honestly yeah the- don't know where the problem is I don't know who actually is available that would actually be an upgrade like or would be good like I feel like Cole Hamels is the name that gets floated around a lot but I'm not as excited about him as I would have been like you know 10 years ago exactly <laughs> like Cole Hamels and he's not even doing that well this year I mean honestly like another you know like the name they brought up during the uh, preseason was Michael Fulmer and since then, Fulmer has not been doing well. Like, he has not had that great a season. I mean, and the Tigers are, you know, not great, but they're not, okay, they're not great. But, I mean, Fulmer is just not doing well this year. So, it could, what the positive of that is, it could drive his, you know, price down, 
where they would take a smaller offering for him, but I doubt it because he has so much team control. But have you considered one thing, and that one thing is Michael Fulmer. Right. Right. <laughs> it has not, it's not his fault, but I'm a petty person. And the fact that he won Rookie in the Year 2016? Cam. <laughs> You're, I'm writing these times down, Shaw. You're making this more <laughs> difficult for me. <laughs> Sorry. Never piss off before I eat and don't bring up Michael Fulmer. Right. Oh! I, oh, I see in-play runs, Giancarlo, so that went yard. Uh, no, it was a single to right. How? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Stop your lies. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching it, and there was nobody on base, so I don't know where runs comes into play. So wait, they're wrong? They were wrong, yes. In play runs was single to right with nobody on base. Then what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> Hold on a second, I'm going to screen cap this. Because that's just funny. <laughs> Unless the TV is wrong. <laughs> Because I'm actually watching the game just on mute. Interesting. Stanton runs. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why there's an in-play runs. <laughs> and they'll be just like, let's just be honest, they're going to score, let's just give it to them. I'm about to say, unless they know, they, they can see the future. Ah, they've uh, the game is fixed. Sounds about right. All right, so we're not getting DeGrom. We need a pitcher. Yeah, I have no idea who's even available. Yeah, I don't know, but they need to figure something out. I know, like, uh, Archer. I don't know if I know you Chris can Moore. go into, like, a playoff series with Domingo Armand or Johnny Lasagna. The pro- it's not just them, too. I mean, what if someone else gets injured? You know? Yeah. We don't have we have like talent in the rotation, but not the most re- uh, reliable pitchers. Yeah, I mean, like, like I love CC's knee. <laughs> yeah, I love Sabathia, but he's also CC Sabathia. Yeah, you know, great, great Bruce. guy, love him, but he is an injury risk, someone you have to consider. And you know, if that means you know Domingo Herman goes down or Johnny Lasagna goes down, so be it. They, they, they need pitching. They could overcook the lasagna. <laughs> All right. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, on to, on to our next subject, the resurgence of Sir Didi Gregorius. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a while ago, but I think it was like the last week of May, like the last few days of May, last few games, like he had started to, you know, look not as lost at the plate as he did throughout most of May. And I guess that really came to a head yesterday, so Tuesday's game, where he single-handedly won it for the Yankees with two uh, home runs. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And it's just good to see again, like, because his, his May was just uh, atrocious. And I think, uh, like, the Mark Craig on Twitter was like, DD is a even-month player. So he's like, for me, he's like the Star Trek movies of baseball player. I don't even know if you know what that <laughs> means. I don't, but I can appreciate the sentiment. All right. Basically, the story, the joke is that only even-numbered Star Trek movies are good. Which is not entirely yeah, like, accurate, but, you know, that's, uh, that's a whole... Because I've actually heard that before. Like, I haven't watched them, as you know, but I've actually heard that before, so that's why like, I can appreciate the sentiment. Yes. Like, for, for that's a whole other Prasop getting into Star Trek movies, so we won't do that. But 
No, it's it's so good to see Sir Didi actually hitting well recently. I love Sir Didi, and so should you. I do love Didi. No. He's the best. He's the best person on the planet. He is. He's the world's best human. He is. And I don't know if you read my review of the uh, Foco Sir Didi emoji bobblehead, but... Yeah, I totally did, man. I, that's all I do. I always just read that. I read that so many times. I read it back to back to back. What? Thank you, Shy. Uh, again, so, <laughs> supportive facade. <laughs> but no, honestly, that that bobblehead is awesome. Like the emojis bobble, and that's like my favorite thing about it. And that's why I'm I'm happy Sir Didi's doing well because I can look at his bobblehead and all the emojis on it and be happy. Yeah. Go Didi. Go bobble. Yeah. Go bobble emojis. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Wow, I can see that though. Um, Brian uh, Brian Hoke on Twitter just said on the stadium scoreboard, Didi Gregorius just admitted to eating worms. Maybe he's talking about gummy worms. No, he's not. I guarantee he's not. <laughs> gummy worms. He's still the world's best human. Don't worry. Gummy worms. <laughs> Definitely gummy worms. You see, it would be actually funnier if it was uh, Greg Bird who admitted to eating worms. That would actually be really funny. <laughs> uh, I do hope Bird starts uh, hitting again soon. I still, I'm a little upset. Like just people. I mean, I'm always upset at Yankee fans. Let's be honest. But it's like, I'll just say I'm always upset at people. <laughs> they were like, you know, setting them down or whatever. It's like, no. You see, this is the thing about you know playing the kids and going with youth. You have to still ride with them during the bad times too, like with Gary and you know Bird and stuff. That that's a thing. Like you know when like in August with Judge, you know you you have to keep going with that if you believe in these players. And also, it's he's had like fifty at bats, people. Yeah. <laughs> Let's relax a second. <laughs> and I was like, calm down. Like, I get that we want you know everyone to hit. Like, you know, four hits a game and, you know, two home runs and two doubles and all that. But that's just not how it works. Yeah. Let's calm down for a second. Give him some time. Greg Bird has shown he can hit. That's just, he just needs to get his timing and adjust and he'll figure it out. Sounds about right. Ugh. But yes, it would be nice because well, he does need to silence his critics. Yeah, at least Bur- um, Boone moved Bird down in the lineup, which I feel is the right move at this point. Having him hit third the way he's hitting is, I was about to say not helping, but they are still 43-19, and 19, so, I mean, it's not hurting much either. They're 43-19. Uh, I think it was uh, Matt uh, Ferencik yesterday, who po- or today, who pointed out that, like, if they went 500 the rest of the way, they would end up with 93 wins. That's pretty good. <laughs> no, they suck. Oh, okay. I'll I'll tell you, that's one thing I did want to bring up is, like, remember, I don't know if you remember, like, if you were even watching baseball in, like, 93 or whatever, but I remember just the the long, you know, the discussions and why they brought in the wild card, because, like, the Giants had won the NL West. I mean, that, that, no, I'm sorry, they won 103 games, and they didn't make the playoffs because the Braves won, like, 104-105 in the NL West. Fun fact, right. the, fun fact, the Braves were in the NL West back then, so... <laughs> That was a thing, but, but... That made sense. Totally. So, and, you know, that spawned the whole thing, discussions on the wild card and everything like that, and I just wonder, is like, if, if the Red Sox and Yankees continue at this pace, 
and one only one of them like imagine like the Red Sox or Yankees just like losing a playoff game, using going to a one game elimination game with if, with like a hundred and like two or a hundred plus wins. Like that's good. There are going to be such discussions on that whole crap. Yeah, and so I mean, we've talked about this before, like just you and I have that. I don't actually hate the one one game playoff. Like I I hate that. Be- I hate it because it's not baseball. But I will admit it is exciting. It's exciting it's when your fun. team is not in it. Yeah, when your team is in it, it's basically I uh, you lose ten years off your life. One hundred percent. It's why like whenever like someone's saying it's like who do the Yankees want to face in the one called Wildcat game? Anyone who said any answer the other than twins are idiots. But right. But it's like. I mean, I mean, I, even like with Twins fans, like Maya and I talked about this. I said you should absolutely be rooting for the Yankees right now because you, it's such a it was it seemed like such a trap game. Yeah, it's like because I figure you would much rather face the Red Sox even with Chris Sale because one, the Twins have seen a lot of Chris Sale because he was on the White Sox. So right. I was like, trust me, it's like you have a better chance against the Red Sox than you the Yankees just out of just luck alone. But oh my God. Sorry, looking at yeah, Gray. But, uh, but um, anyway, the point... No, so, like, my, but my whole thing is, like, I feel like they, if they want to keep that, they need to get rid of division winners. Just seed from top to bottom, like, keep AL and that American League National League seed from top to bottom based off of record, and then the two worst teams can fight it off for a one-game playoff because this way, like, an 87-win team that just barely won a crappy division isn't, you know, get guaranteed a five-game series, and a 100-win team isn't necessarily fighting in a one-game playoff. The, you could still keep divisions for, like, the uh, for scheduling matters, but, like, you should, division, winning a division shouldn't matter. That I think if they do it that way, then you have to get rid of uh, constant divisional play, because at that point, it's unfair. You had, I mean, I already think it's unfair to begin with. Like, I don't think, um, you know, having... If you're going to do divisional winners, or just in general, like, I don't, I never like the fact that the Yankees play, like, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Orioles, 19 games a year. I think it's crap. And I don't like interleague oh. for that specific reason, because, you know, if you're, you're missing out on playing, like, the, you know, the Central and West teams a lot, which it's sort of, you know, I think it's unbalanced that way. I prefer balance. Like with this Passop. Well, I don't necessarily Whoa. miss oh, playing oh, wow. the West teams that hold, much hold because on hold on a second. This is wow. Uh, Spencer Kaboom, I take back what I said. Uh, I don't want him at all. Between his throwing <laughs> error and he just got Sunny Gray just picked him off at first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, never mind. I'm all aboard the uh, the Romine train. But <laughs> if it brings a Scherzer, okay. Okay. I could live with Kaboom. Fair enough. <laughs> But, and Harper, and Harper, yes, that's true. Don't don't shortchange the Yankees here, Shaw. We need both. But anyway, so no, I I just feel like if you do get rid of divisional winners, then or, or division winners, then you have to get rid of them facing each other nineteen games a year. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I prefer that anyway. But right, that's what I'm like. I'm okay with it. Honestly, my, I don't need to hear about Del rivalry 19 times a year. So honestly, my preferred method is if they had uh, 16 teams in each league. Uh, you split the you split the divisions up into four, and then you have 
the you know the division winner face each other. No wild card crap. Just go right into the um, you know ALDS. That's what I would prefer. It's not going to happen because I think they're already entrenched with the one game wild card crap. So yeah. Right. Yeah, but like I don't hate it. Like is is my thing. I I I could see where it, it's good for you know building up excitement and getting people hyped up. <sighs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> Consider me old and cranky. It's just I. Oh, I already do. I know. I know you do. <laughs> I just don't. It's just not baseball to me at all. I what I would like. I think uh, uh, Sung and Kim. Um, on Twitter, like he he talked about like the Korean leagues a lot, and I like the Korean league system where I think it's like, it, and I think gaming tournaments use this also, where, um, if you like for the you know say like say the Yankees or Red Sox a hundred game plus winner, uh they they're the first wild card team where the second wild card team has to win two games, like. Like basically, like I think there's the first wild card team. If they win, they go on. The second wild card team, if they beat them, they also have to beat them in, the, in another in another game. Like they, ha- I, I can get behind something like that. That for me would make it a little bit more enticing. Like because I like that system where like again you're having a hundred, you know, you're having a team that won a hundred plus games face a team that won eighty five, and right, you know. Granted, it's a bit unfair because we expect the Yankees to do it. It's just, I just feel that's a better system than uh, a one-game elim- elimination match. But I don't know. No, yeah, like I said, I, I don't hate it, but it doesn't mean I love it. There's definitely room for improvement, but I could just see where they're coming from and why they wouldn't want to get rid of it. <laughs> Maybe, but all um, right. I th- I think that's about enough baseball talk. I'm done with baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm ready for dinner. Honestly, Whatever I, I may be eating. I'm just gonna say, like, I had a weird dream the other day where the Yankees were facing the Astros in June, and somehow it was like the ALCS, even though it was June. I'm like, what's happening? And I was yelling at the TV. The Yankees did win, but I was like, what's happening? Was like, and I was like, wait, am I dreaming? And then I woke up, <laughs> <laughs> which is always fun. But very surreal. All right, speaking of surreal, it's time for the Yankee and the <laughs> Mitre of the week. Sorry, I gotta do it twice after that woo. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Shaw, who is your Mitre of the week? The National League. <laughs> Good choice. All of it. Screw you and your dumb rules and your pitchers hitting, and I hate it and I hate you. Good choice. And give us DeGrom. <laughs> right now. Do it. <laughs> Please. All right. Who- yeah. National League is, my, is definitely the me trade of the week right now. That's a good choice. That, that's a pretty uh, solid choice right there. Can't blame you for that. Um, who is my? What about you? I was gonna say, <laughs> who is my me trade of the week? It could be me again. I don't. I don't like him. I mean, there's a name that we talked about earlier. As sad as it is. Yeah, it's just I don't want to say it because I know you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you didn't either. So. <laughs> Uh, you know but, what? It's gonna be the. Me- I'm gonna give it to the Mets. They're my meat trade of the week because I know for a fact they won't give us Degrom, and they need to set Degrom free because you're only hurting him there. You're you're causing you him emotional, physical pain by the fact that you can't score a run for him, or that even if he gives. That's the thing. Like, 
even Kate was discussing that, and I'm sure like the Mets broadcast discussed it. Jacob Degrom, his only chance for a win at this point is to give them, you know, a perfect game or give them like nine shutout innings and hope. And even then, they're not even guaranteed because you don't know that the Mets offense is even going to score a run. Exactly. Especially without Cespedes. Oh. And that is like, it's just so, it's so painful. I yeah. Did I tell you about my friend? Because when I was back in New York, I had to fly back to New York recently, and uh, my friend, diehard Met fan, like absolutely diehard, and he he was telling me because I was just mentioning the Mets to him, and you know he's been slightly paying attention and stuff, but because he knows what's going, you know he knows what's going to happen, and his wife who was expecting a kid, she's like, ja, oh, uh, well there's another in play runs. Um, and I Greg see, Bird home run. Oh, kaka, kaka. See, all right, it's MLB, you know, MLB uh, game day did not screw up that time. Kaka! <laughs> see, like the it wasn't a said. single to right with nobody on. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, right center, that was probably crushed. But so anyway, my friend, my friend was like, his uh, wife was like, Josh, uh, the Mets are like eleven and one, and Josh immediately goes, relax. <laughs> It's like, I've seen this movie before. Like, I know yeah. what's going to happen. Like, talk to me in September, and they're going 11-1. and one. But right now, he doesn't care. And I think most Met fans had that feeling, and boy, were they right. So, my my me trade of the week is my Met trade of the week. Get rid of get rid of DeGrom. <laughs> trade him to us. Get a prospect haul, and, be, and let him be happy. Sounds good. All right. Who was your Yankee of the week, Shaw? So... As Greg Bird was about to hit, hit hit his home run, I was just thinking in my head, I'm thinking I'm going to give it to Sir Didi Gregorius because, you know, it's been a while since I've been able to give it to him. He had his two home runs yesterday. And I think that Greg Bird read my mind and was upset that I wasn't about to give him the Yankee of the Week, and that's why he hit his home run. So I'm going to give it to Greg Bird. All right. That's fair. You know. He, he earned that one, This you know, with that home run. He did. So hopefully this kind of gets him going. I mean, it's his third one of the year, so he has hit home runs. He has hit for power. It's just finding consistency in his at-bats is what he's looking for. But hopefully this is a, a sign of things. To come? Just a sign of things. No, I, I was being making a pun there. You know how we say you say caca. I was like, is this a sign of things to come? Oh, I did not hear that. I just heard to come. I was like, yeah, I know. I didn't finish it, man. <laughs> Way to call me out. Explaining puns. <laughs> it's always good when you explain the joke. Yes, clearly. Um, well, if you're not going to give it to him, I was going to give it to Sir Didi Gregorius, my Yankee of the Week, for, you know, just really stepping it up. He seems to be back on track. You know, again, that's what you have to do. Just put the month behind you and, you know, just move forward. And I was also thinking of giving it to Austin Romine, but you, I think you, like, were physically angry with me when I practically gave it to him <laughs> last Pasop. I was. I know. But he's earned it. He's, he's still, since that Pasop, he's still earned his Yankee of the Week. But it will be going to Sir Didi Gregorius this time. I would decide when Austin Romine gets the Yankee of the Week around here, and I've decided he does not. If you ever, I'm just trying to picture you like giving him a Yankee of the Week, and I don't think you can do it. I would just like struggle so hard to speak. Like, Shaw, who's your Yankee of the Week? <laughs> 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 
the armor option and in 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 all right on that note i think it's time <laughs> to get some food and end this facade so if you don't go with uh meat of the heart i think flanish and am and him is a good uh title for the facade yeah it's not <laughs> if you can spell it out i can't so <laughs> i don't think anybody can meat of the heart it is <laughs> meat of the heart you win <laughs> all right so it's been a wonderful Basop talking with everyone. Uh, glad you're listening. Um, I think. I hope you're listening. If you're not listening, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can leave us comments there telling us how good we are. I always, I love praise. Again, supportive Basop. That is also another title for this episode, but we're still going with me to the heart. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. You can add us on Twitter at Pinstripe Alley. You can at me at Twitter at <laughs> There's a lot of adding there. I think I got my. I think I confused myself. But you at you on Twitter. At me on Twitter. At I'm not an HR hitter. Shaw, can they at you anywhere on Twitter? Yeah, you can at me at Twitter. Good. Just <laughs> just at Twitter. Let, let them know how you feel about me. I think that's actually and how Twitter. I told you to shut up. <laughs> that's it. I think that might be Twitter support. And I think adding them gets you nothing. So that that sounds about right. Checks about right. <laughs> Well, you can you can come on the website, you know, come to pinstripealley.com and you know say hi to us, you know, especially me. I'm just kidding. Say hi to Shaw. Don't don't say hi to me. You say hi to whoever you want. No, just Shaw. Just just say hi to Shaw and only Shaw. Nobody else. No one else. Just do it. <laughs> All right. Do it. Well, you won't. We'll just end this with the current score. Uh, the Yankees are up two to one over the Nationals. Uh, this is, of course, the Wednesday game against the Nationals. Spencer Kaboom is up, and we no longer want him. And we're no. just going to end it right there. So, for Kun Shaw, I'm Greg Kirkland. You know, I always get confused when I say that. It's like, for you and I'm me. <laughs> I think you're supposed to say I don't know how that's supposed to go, but it's always just funny. Like, for you, I'm me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for being you for me. I guess I'm. Sp- if you weren't you for me, who would you be? Yeah, you yeah, for? I know. I guess I'm speaking for you when I, you know, say my goodbyes. So that could be what it is. Sure. I don't know. So anyway, have a good week, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week. I think. Actually, we might not be, just because I'll be on. I'll be back in New York. I might actually be at a Yankee game that night. I don't know. Go find out. Uh, maybe I will. Well, until then. Let us know. Let us know next week. I will. I'll at you at you know Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> at Twitter, I'll be at the Yankee game. <laughs> All right. So again, for Kun Shaw and the Pinstripe Alley podcast, I'm Greg Kirkland saying uh, so long and let us go Yankees. Not <laughs> good to do that after a bird home run. It always feels good. Yes. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. See ya.